And welcome to another show of Don't Get This Twisted. I am Rob, along with my co-host, as always, Tina. How you doing, Tina? I'm good, Rob. How you doing? Absolutely positive today. I nice. Mean, you know, it's all good. It's hotter than hornets. Yeah, I uh, I was in Salinas, and I got to tell you that 70 degree weather was amazing. Yeah, I'm sure it was pretty nice up there. It's always pretty nice up there. Yeah, but then like two so, minutes outside of Salinas, it was 90-something degrees. I don't know how yeah, that like works. S- yeah, Santa Maria, all up there. The central coast is very bizarre. It can, it can get pretty warm, though. Oh, yeah, it's super yeah. nice. So I was looking at houses just to check it out, and uh, uh-huh. oh, my God, they have these cute little places. So I think it's just a pipe dream, but it was fun to go and check it out. Yeah, that's an interesting place up there. I mean, it's a lot of um, a lot of farming mm-hmm. in Central California, um, but it can be hotter and it's hot. It can be really hot up there, but not, it's nice. Apparently, it's, not in Salinas. I was looking at the at the weather stuff, and it mm-hmm. doesn't get that hot. But outside of that, it it really does. So, yeah, I did some work up there in. Um, like all the way up the coast, actually, all the way from like Camarillo to Paso Robles. And there's some it's pretty interesting up there. I, I like, like Paso Robles, too, but it gets hot there. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. So um, we were chatting earlier today over. I don't know. I forgot what we were what actually hit that whole thing off. I guess I could look at our text messages. I think it was the fact that I wasn't going to be home on time. And then we were going to do this podcast a different day. And then I'm getting home. What are you doing out there? That was was it. I was like, hey, why are you way out there? And you're like, ah, screw it. I'm just going to do whatever the fuck I want now. And I'm going to live for me. Yeah. And I was like, I totally get that. Because I think that we should all be doing that anyway. But you're like, hey, it's like a midlife crisis. And although it sounds like it is, I don't really believe that it it is. I don't either. Um, But I think that it's a good way of looking at things. Um, That if you think like, oh, could it be a midlife crisis? Sure. But I don't think that's what it is. But I think that that's what we should talk about, because I think that there are interesting things that come with that, with, you know, going through a midlife crisis and or. Um, deciding to just do crazy shit once you get to a certain age, like you know, for men, it's buy a Corvette, buy a Corvette and get a blonde. Yeah, it's like is <laughs> can be your daughter's age. That's right? generally, yeah. And I understand like the Corvette thing because usually at midlife, you you know you can't afford it when you're twenty. Mm-hmm. When so you're raising you kids. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And you're still married. Yeah. You can't get the blonde if you're married. Right. As you get older, you end up getting divorced. You have more money somehow, maybe because your kids are older. And then you decide to do things. Yes. I think what you're talking about kind of talks about what we did um, the previous week with like risk versus reward. Mm -hmm. I think you're looking at the the bigger picture of where where you're at in life. And not that it's a crisis. I don't think it's a crisis, but it's easy to 
see it as something like that because I think you're things are hitting you so fast. And I think it at whatever age this happens at mine just happened to be at mm, 40 because mm-hmm. I was going through my divorce and it was like this, you know, whirlwind of, of what was going on. Um, that's when I moved. I was like 39 when I moved out of state for a little while. Yeah, and it's and your I whole think, world that changes. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a big, big, big thing. So I think, um, you, you start seeing the world as a clock mm. that, that may be ticking for you. I get that. I felt like that at the end of my marriage for sure. Like, what am I doing here? If I'm not needed here and not really wanted here, I'm not being loved here. What? the frick am I sitting here for? <laughs> so, yeah. Look, I, I think that, yes. And I and I think that you, you start, now again, your clock, and I hate to say your clock's ticking because I don't think that's a horrible way of putting it. <laughs> that's a different it, clock than what they normally say about women. The, the biological clock. Yeah, that's um, gone. But, but I do believe <laughs> that that clock exists in all of our heads at some mm-hmm. point. Um, and I, and I think that it happens much later in life as well. When you start looking at life when you're 75 or 80 years old, where you're, you're looking at the clock, like a daily thing. And I think that Ugh. doing it at 50 and looking at it at a daily thing is a, is a good thing. I think, you know, enjoy your life. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's short as it is. Um, when you start looking at like how you raised your children or, like I look at my kid, dude, and he's going to be 20 years old. Yeah. And it's so hard for me to remember the last 20 years because they blink. Mm-hmm. It's literally a blink. And then you start looking back on like our childhood, like we went to high school together. Yeah. Even though I remember those times, they were eons ago. <laughs> they were. You know what I mean? Like. So, yeah, I mean, I remember a lot of that good stuff, which I think you should. You should always go and look on your past and and try to enjoy that or find something in it. But you also have to move towards your future or your present. <laughs> your, yeah. Make your present into something that's that you're going to build on your future. Absolutely. Well, I think you're there. And. And, and I hate this because you were like, you know, you were going to give zero fucks. It was about being, you know, it was Tina time. And, yeah. and I think that that's that's an important thing because I, I feel the same thing about me. It's it's Rob time, um, even though I do have my son living with me. Um, you know, he's coming to a point at some point in his life that he is going to, um, you know, want to do his own thing. Yeah, and go through the struggle for himself like everybody does. Exactly. And I think that that's, there's struggles and and those are coming. And there's, uh, and and I think I can say the same thing with you. Mm Mm-hmm. So, you know. Big (laughs) struggles. Exactly. 
Yeah, because for me, it's like, just where do you want to live? That's why I took the time and, and looked around up there. I was like, you know what? Where do I want to be? Do I want to be in California? Do I want to be in another state? How far can I go? What can I do? I really did. Like, when I was there, I was like, I just want to check things out. Let's just look and see if I could live here. Let's look and see if I do like the feel. I did like the feel of it though. I think I could go out that way and be fine. But will I? I don't know. Like Everything's so up in the air still. But it does kind of feel like a crisis. Like, would you pick something already? Do you know where you're going to be? What are you going to do when you grow up? How is this going to work? You know, I'm looking at October being the date. And the only thing that's keeping me from, like, losing my shit is the fact that I'm going to go out and buy that trike. So is that a midlife crisis thing? Or is that a, like... Maybe take life by your balls thing I don't know I think it's both yeah because you can't do one without the other that's true you can't if you're going to change your life you're going to change it whether it's a few little baby steps or one crazy step Mm -hmm. Um, and to me how everyone else sees it is irrelevant yeah Right. A lot Um, of people have said that, too. And I'm like, I don't see it as a crisis. I see it as like necessity. Like you need to change your life in order to be happy. So do it. Right. I I see it as you're you're just you're stepping over, you know, uh, (laughs) well, or or think of it like a game of chess or checkers. You're just going over, you know blocks in the road and going on to whatever's next Mm -hmm. you know you're you're gonna do whatever you're gonna do regardless right so whether let's say you end up moving to middle middle california awesome what's the worst that can happen i'd have to come back you have to come back Mm -hmm. that's it or you end up going uh i'm gonna try el paso because you know people there. Everybody says that that's where I'm going to end up. Which, Everybody. hey, you never know. I mean, that could be very true. I think there's a there's a lot to be said about that because it, it's a step in the direction where you'll be somewhat comfortable, right? Because you know somebody. I, I think the the moving part would be much easier for you. Because you have a landing spot. Um, So I, I, I think that that is maybe a good starting place for you. Who knows if you'll end up there forever, even though we talked about that before, that wherever you go, you know, your plan is to be there forever. I I think that I I don't like to move. None of us like to move, but some of us. Some people do it enough. It makes you wonder. I mean. So, well, look, some people just like hopping all over and not being tied down. Yeah. But I think those people are also minimal. Uh, what is that? Minimalists. Uh, yeah, they 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 pack small and travel small. So they know that they can pack up all their shit and and get in a small truck and move to the next town. Yeah. Um, if you're uh, like me, I, I don't think I mean, although I don't have a lot of things. You know, I, I have a I have a one bedroom apartment full if my son decides not to go. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like, 
you know, I, I don't have a lot. I just have a dog now. That would be my biggest thing to take. Um, it, at the end of the day, though, it, whether where I go is a whole other thing. You know, uh, there's places I could go where I might know some people, but even that isn't the greatest thing these days. So that that might I don't have that like, oh, at least my friend's going to be down the road from me. You know, I, I have she's in the state, but that's a whole other situation that, that for another time as well. But I think that that's the closest thing for me. But I've done it before where I've gone and really not known people like I where I live now. I didn't know. I knew one person and that was it. Mm-hmm. When I went to Vegas, I knew one person. That was it. <laughs> so uh, I'm. I'm okay with just starting afresh because again, what's the worst thing that can happen? I end up a hermit. I'm kind of a hermit now. So it's, you know, things aren't going to change that much. It's just a being a hermit in a place where maybe I'll be a little bit more relaxed or be more likely to be out and about. I mean, I live in a city and you live in a city. Mm -hmm. Um, Big city. Yeah, I want to go. My next place I want to go is smaller town, um, less city, more things to be out and about doing. Like, you know, I could see walking my dog around a lake or a stream or a river, something a little more, you know, I hate to say Mayberry. Country? Yeah. But a little more, yeah, a little more country, a little more just out and about where, you know, you can go walk down the road and be okay by yourself with your dog. And most people don't mess with you because most people carry guns. (laughs) So you're less likely to be murdered on the side of a road in Tennessee. (laughs) Or you're just going to get in a shootout on a a road in Tennessee. Where in California, they just pull the gun on you and you go for a ride and they find your body later on. Yeah. So. I don't know. I, I don't I don't know about the whole going out to Texas. I don't I never really felt like that was home. I love my people there. I've got so many. You're right. I would have a, a really good foundation there. Um, mm-hmm. But I just don't I, I like visiting but I don't think I could live there. But Going out towards the beach, going to uh, middle of the state, I, I really liked it there. You got to be careful though. We're still in California, still dealing with the politics, still dealing with the the taxes and everything that goes with it. But that for me felt the closest to something that I could do. You know, that sure. I could, where I could be. I think that because like I loved Pismo. Yes. Pismo's amazing. Yeah, it is. But when you start talking about like, you know, that's a true beach community with real beach property taxes and real beach prices. Mm-hmm. But it's absolutely beautiful out there. Like it is. Uh, I would always stop out there when I was doing um, some work. I would always there's a couple of places I'd stop along the way just to kind of look out towards the ocean <laughs> and and I liked that so yeah I think that if I did end up moving on the east coast 
or the east coast via the south it would have to be somewhere near the water like the beach mm-hmm. where you know although there you get hurricanes coming yeah. off the ocean <laughs> unlike here yeah we but only I mean, get the it, occasional earthquake no big deal exactly but i I, lo- I love the idea that um you know you can still kind of go to the water and still get that feel of the ocean and because i mean i lived in camarillo for eight years and i went to the beach a handful of times and i was 20 minutes oh, wow. from the water because yeah. when it's that close you're you're spoiled you don't you don't have to go you just live near it i think i would still go because i go now and it's like a 35 minute ride I go all the time, whether I get out of my car or not, but I like to drive along the coast and I like to be near the ocean and mm-hmm. I like to have the the sunroof open and music playing. It's just, it just feels good. I spent a lot of time on PCH <laughs> Me too. because we, um, the alarm company I worked for, we had a lot of accounts in Malibu, mm-hmm. a lot of accounts. So I was always driving up and down PCH or if we wanted to get to LA because we had a couple of accounts that direction we would take PCH instead of the 101 Mm -hmm. because if you know if you got to be in traffic you might you might as well see the ocean yes absolutely but but I can understand that I mean like I said I I love it up there uh, where you're talking about in Central California it's um, pretty interesting Mm -hmm. but um yeah, I don't know. I mean, so if it, if you don't think I'm having a midlife crisis, then what do you think it is? I, or what I, I justifies a midlife it, crisis? Well, I think most people look at a midlife crisis as that that big purchase or that that crazy thing that that people just don't see coming. Like the trike. <laughs> Probably that. Mm-hmm. So does that put or, me in the midlife crisis zone? Uh, it, you're within the circle. <laughs> you think. know, it's funny because I've always taken care of everybody. I took care of my grandparents, my parents, my my brother, everybody. Like if, if anybody needed anything, they came to me. And I feel like I lived kind of neglected. Like I didn't do enough for me. And, right. and I think that that is now where this is all coming from. Like, no, we don't need to worry about anybody else. Just worry about yourself. Can we just can we just have fun all on our own without having to take care of anything and everybody? And I think that's maybe if that's a midlife crisis because of it being opposite of what I've always did, then maybe I am in one. But yeah, I but like I it. think most people see the midlife crisis as this. without getting you know sounding horrible like jumping off the bridge or just doing something so different than what they're used to they call it a midlife crisis i i call it doing things you want to do yeah you get to an age where you look at your life and go no now i need to do some things for me and I think mm-hmm. that that's totally where I'm at. There's no thinking. That's where I'm at. It's just mm-hmm. time to take care of me before I can't or before I get too old that I'm not going to or before I get tied down again and I'm stuck taking care of somebody that gets sick or I just don't want any of that. 
Correct. Well, and I think that's the thing too. Um, it's about filling your own cup mm-hmm. because you've been filling other people's cups for so long. Yeah. And I and I think a lot mm-hmm. of people when when their kids leave, that's when they have their midlife crisis. But it's not a midlife crisis. It's it's a little bit of freedom because you've been taking care of somebody for. 22, 24, 25 years. And now they're taking a step to take care of themselves. And now you're finally taking that step of taking care of yourself or doing something for yourself. Yeah, I guess I was a little slow on the go because uh, my child's been gone 11 years. (laughs) No, but I think that's. Yeah, but maybe just, you know, with you, the way your marriage was, however that was. It, it just, it didn't get to that, to that point in your life yet. Yeah. Or something triggers that, hey, I need to do this. Hey, I'm running out of time. Mm-hmm. Somebody tells you about something and you go visit somewhere. Well, and you, you know, fall for in me, love with it. when my mom died, she was 59. And I think to myself, if I am like my mom, and I'm 51 now. I only have eight years. I only have eight years to do what I need to do or accomplish what I need to accomplish or be who I need to be, take care of things. I don't know. Whatever it is I got to do. And and truly, everybody says, you know, you're not your mom. You didn't take care of things like your mom. You don't do things like your mom. You're, you're different. But the same time, it runs through my head. I may only have eight more years. So... If that's the guarantee, then what can I do in these eight years? Because I've got to do something. I think that's the total thing. Whether yeah. it's eight years, eight days, or eight minutes. Mm-hmm. You have to decide what it is you want in life. Like we've talked, I mean, you know, I hate to keep going back to, the, you know, we, we talk so much now, you know, 50 episodes later. We've mm-hmm. said so many things. You know, I've I've kind of gone back and, and listened to a couple of um, episodes that I really only listened to to put into editing. And you you look back on some of these and, and you realize like, oh, I said this or I said that. And they they springboard to this show. And I go, I was saying that. Twenty five weeks ago. Mm-hmm you know, at Christmas time or after my first vacation to the South, you know, I've, I was already falling, you know, for these places where it was like, I loved how it was there. And, and again, I think I'm going to go visit other places. Like, um, I want to visit Tennessee. I have a friend who lives in South Carolina and, uh, I want to try, I'm going to drive through Arizona, see my cousin, a couple of places just to kind of, get a different view of the United States. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that I've realized that I'm, I'm ready to have a simpler life once it's time to have a simpler life. And I think if you, if you go back and listen to whatever shows in our library, you'll hear things that you've said that resonate to now because oh, there sure. are those things. I mean, because that's who we we really haven't changed much in, in a year. In a year, yeah. We just we just haven't. 
So like I look at I look at that and you're like, oh, yeah, there's so many things. This isn't surprising to me. I think I think the surprising thing is it hasn't happened quicker. The divorce isn't final yet, but I heard that October is the date. So and it's coming up and I and I really don't have a plan because I haven't had a plan this whole time. So I'm kind of freaking out a little bit because I'm the days on the calendar are getting closer and closer to the end and without having a plan that's just not that's never been how I do things and so I'm looking at it going oh shit well yeah because now it's like uh, it's becoming real it's like hmm you that stupid machine cracks me up you know what I mean so like now it's this it's this uh, game show answer that you have to kind of wonder what's going on in your own head like how long how long it is what am I going to do? There's so many answers that are in your life that you like. The good part is that there's like two or three big questions, but there's 25 answers to them. Yeah, that's that's never been my life. That's never been an option for me. And I think that's the problem because there's so many things going on and it could go in so many different directions. And I, I'm kind of spinning because there's too many choices. Like, can we have a top three and I'll just go from those? But what is the top three? I have no idea. No, but you're you're going to whittle those down to a top three. I hope so, because it's been very difficult and I'm not I, I somebody think, that doesn't have the answers. I'm the one you could call and I've got them. I don't have them. Well, you, you do for other people because you can you can get around that by not having to at the end of it worry about the repercussions. You can we all like to give our our advice to people and go, look, this is what I would do. But you don't have to worry about the after effects. Yeah. Whatever happens after that, you're like, oh, well, good luck. I mean, and then if something, if they do what you said and it goes wrong, you're like, well, I, I, you know, you're fucking stupid for listening to me. You know what I mean? Like, but, you know, I, I don't know. I think, I think for you, it, it's, it's just a matter of the TikTok right now. It's just sooner or later, you know, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. And then you're going to make a decision. Um, I think for you, I have my own opinions and we kind of talked over pancakes. You know, we talked over pancakes over the, over this last weekend, (laughs) even though I really wanted Chi-Chi's and, and just just so you know, that's, it's gotta happen. It's coming. Everybody needs their (laughs) Chi-Chi's for sure. Who doesn't like (laughs) Chi-Chi's? Right. But, um, my opinion is I think you need a, a very big new start. Yeah. You, you've lived in the same place for a very long period of time. My whole life. You are you, you are the mother hen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think that you need to be the mother hen from at least a bigger arms distance away to where you can say, look, I can make it there in a couple of hours if if things if the shit hits the fan. But you still need to be able to go outside your own door and go and and do whatever life you're going to start. Yeah. Um, and that's just and, and maybe that's because th- that's what I see myself doing. 
like the only thing I have going for me is that um, my parents, I have no family here in this state with the exception of my son. Yeah. And, and I mean none, no cousins. They're all out of state. My brother and my mom are up north. My dad's South Dakota. Um, both my girls are ones in Texas, ones in Oklahoma City. No one's here for me. There's nothing weighing me down with the exception of my son, which is a big deal. And and it is. And I think about that all the time um, because I don't want to pressure him into doing something because I don't that's not fair to him. But I also don't want him to sink if I leave. Yeah. So there's a there are there are some things that I have to think about, but. Um, I, I've talked to him and I said, look, you know, this is what I want to do. And and you have to start looking towards your own future. Um, but I'd love for him to go with me because maybe he maybe he'll find something different on another coast. Right. There's so many other you know? things going on in this world than what goes on right here. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're lucky sure. that we have everything in arm's length but at the same time we miss out a lot like being outside you know when you live in a big city nobody goes outside as much as you know when you're once you're kids like well not even yeah. now because kids don't go now. out no i've been spending my whole summer in the pool i haven't been out in the sun in i don't know how long but that hardly yeah. ever happens I mean, I, I go out every day now because I have a dog, have a dog and yeah. I and we walk and we go to the park. But I think it would be nice to be able to go to the woods and go hiking and see the water and do different things where you really have to get in a car here. And I could probably go to the mountains here that aren't that far away. Mm-hmm. I just don't know what's up there. So I'd have to like know someone who could take me on a hike so I don't get lost in the boondoggies and the mountains here yeah but i mean and and look california has it all like we have big bear we have the beach we there's places to go they're just further and you're still in the city and it the traffic takes you forever to get someplace or and and i and i'm kind of over that as well i (laughs) and look i i drove in this little town and it was odd like the side streets in this little town that she lived in were were 20 miles an hour. And, and I felt like I was, I could have got out of the car and walked quicker <laughs> than I was driving. Right. Um, and like there, the police pull you over for doing 38 on, mm-hmm. on the street because they can, because they're not fighting crime all the time. Yeah. And then the highway there, I want to say it was about 60 or 65. And people go 65. But there's just not a lot of traffic. Like, um, she would tell me she would go to work. Um, her, I think her office was like 35 minutes away. The one morning we were talking, she was kind of making fun. I was like, yeah, I, I made it to work in about 35 minutes. And, you know, my, my, my drive on the freeway isn't horribly bad going. Sometimes going home could be a bitch. She goes, yeah, I think I saw like four cars today on the highway on my way to work. That seems so lonely to me. Where is everybody? I you're going. Of, I kind of gauge things by how many people are at. Well, yeah, because you have to here. Yeah. 
there, that's a normal day. Five people on the highway, maybe 12, 13, because, you know, look, they're, they're all going different directions. To be fair, though, the town she lived in was a military town. So most of the stuff, people were probably coming into town in the morning because they live outside and they're going to the military base. So they were going to work where she lived and she was driving outside of town. Right. But either way, it's like, okay, let's say there's 40 cars on the road. On my drive to work, there's 400 cars on the road. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're Mm -hmm. in... So do you probably don't even get on the freeway, right? Do you even drive on the freeway to get to work? Oh, no, not to get to work. No, yeah, you just drive on the, on the side no, streets. I, I take side streets literally because I know how to maneuver around here to get anywhere as quick as I possibly can. So mm-hmm. that's exactly what I do. Yeah, because there, there are certain streets you know to take and certain streets you know not to oh, take. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like so if yeah, you're, just if avoid you're, all of it. Yeah, like Reseda. If you're if you're coming from the 101, forget about it. Never get off on Reseda. That's yeah. the worst street to get off on. There's so many lights and there's so much traffic mm-hmm. and there's so many businesses. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and and so like, and I think that that's anywhere. Like, look, even these tiny towns, man. These people know how to get around town. Mm-hmm. Like in Vegas, like when I lived in Vegas, I lived on a street called Southern Highlands Parkway, which turned into Decatur, which is a very large road that goes literally all the way across mm-hmm. Vegas to I forgot what the freeway is over there. The two. I want to say the 215, but I don't quote me on it. But anyway, this street took you all the way across. So if I had to drive across town to get to the strip, I'd just get on Decatur and I'd drive as far as, mm-hmm. you know, I would go and then make a right and then go to the strip. Because you just learn there's certain streets in Vegas you don't take unless you really, really, really have to. Yes. So, and that's in any town. I think, again, whether it's a small town or a huge mm-hmm. city, because a lot of people take these or there's freeway off ramps. Like that's the biggest thing in the San Fernando Valley. Mm-hmm. There's just like, there's certain streets that have an off ramp and some that don't. And the ones that don't, you try to take. So then you're not hitting that traffic. Yeah, that's true. So in your case, I mean, I think, look, uh, uh, is it a midlife crisis? Nah, sure. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that if you really want to. <laughs> I don't to, want it, but I've it. heard that several times lately, and I'm like, "Am I having a crisis?" Because I seem yeah, pretty. I don't sane. think it's a crisis. Yeah. Well, I don't think it's I've a crisis. Been. Well, that's a <laughs> whole other. Right? That's a whole other show. Uh, we yes. can talk about your your sanity over 20, 30 years of knowing you. Mm, I, I would like which, to listen to that show, but I don't think I'd oh, want to be on. Man. <laughs> I, I I would probably not want to talk about my judgment that I've done over the the last you know forty years. Well, the, my judgment was always pretty good, but like the last I don't know last bit of time. You know what's funny is since my mom died, which is not funny, but since my mom died, I mean sorta. My yeah right. My <laughs> my judgment's different because I don't have her 
in my ear all the time. But the funny thing is she could be dead. She's still in my ear. And now she's on my face when I walk into the bathroom and she comes out of my mouth when I say something that sounds just like her, but I still don't have her telling me what the hell is your problem. So that's been kind of fun because they don't have the people they're not judging me openly as if my mom was here they're doing it behind my back which I'm fine with that judge away just don't tell me shit I don't need to know but um since she died I've noticed that things have really changed my judgments changed my opinions changed my give a shit has definitely changed Um, it's funny how that meter changes Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know I really I like who I am better than I did when she was alive because I didn't want to live by her um, standards and I did and now I'm like no now nobody does because she ain't here so let's go have some fun right but I think look they're, they're always in the back of your mind I mean yeah. I haven't lived with my dad since I was 20 years old Yeah. but I, I still think of like you know how he would think or um or, or what he would say to me if mm-hmm. i did something oddball stupid and, and i've done a lot of oddball shit stupid that he's never really said anything about but i'm sure he's thought about it i remember when i got like my first tattoo you could see like because i had him on my upper arms that you couldn't yeah, but you know now I'm covered in him. But the first one I got on my forearm, he was like, oh, you know, kind of gave me the. And then, I, no joke, it was like two and a half weeks later I got the top of my forearm done, and then he was like, "What are you?" And I said, "Well, I'm just gonna do this arm," and I did. I just did that arm, and then I started the other one. And he's like, "You're not gonna stop this." I'm like, "Look, you." It is what it is. Like, like uh, I, I know what I got myself into. If I have to cover my arms, I'm going to do it. And and I think a lot of people might have thought that that was like my midlife crisis. Here I am, 40, 46, 47 years old, getting fully sleeved on both arms. So you know. if that's not a midlife crisis, then what constitutes a midlife crisis? Is it the Corvette? Is it the blonde? Like what? No, I, I would say that m- someone thought that that was probably a midlife crisis for me. Did you think I just, it was a midlife crisis? No, I just found it as something that I could afford to do now. Um, I, I'm glad because I think that the tattoos that I got are more representative of who I am today that if I would have got tattoos when I was 20 years old, I would have been covered in horribly demonic shit with nonsense, with just evil, evil looking shit on me. Mm-hmm. You know, mine mean a lot. There's, you know, my one arm's dedicated to my kid. It's all Viking stuff and that I have several flowers on me that that mean something mm-hmm. to, you know, of people in my life. I have, you know, there's so the things mean something. So if it was a midlife crisis and I'm sure a lot of people probably thought that they were just like, oh, my goodness, you know, he's doing this. Um, But I, you know, I I think I wear young pretty, pretty heavy. Like a lot of people don't think that I'm the age that I am. So but I, I did it because I wanted to. And I think that my give a shit meter was the same. Like, I don't care if you if they're not your arms, they're mine. 
It's my yeah. life. You yeah. know, I'm going to do what I want. And and I like it. It's art. But I'm sure uh, I'm sure a lot of people thought that. Yeah. That, Probably so a lot. In, in hearing everybody talk about that I'm having midlife crisis and me feeling like there's no crisis. The crisis is that I haven't done this sooner and I didn't live for myself sooner. That's where the crisis is, if you're asking my opinion. So I, I wondered what constituted a midlife crisis. And I still, when I talk to people, I'm not getting a real answer. And I want a real answer of what constitutes a midlife crisis. Well, since we're since we're talking about it, let's <laughs> let's, <gonna> Google? <laughs> let's let's see what it says about midlife crisis, or at least in women. What what? Because I what think it's different the, in women than men. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. we'll uh, I, I don't. What know. do they say? I'm I'm trying to see if I can find like a true definition. Mm-hmm. Man, for some what the hell, man? Uh, here. Maybe here, I'm going to Google it, though, because I didn't Google it. And that's giving me a bunch of weird shit in German. Oh, that's kind of fun. Yeah. When, when I Googled it, there was like a lot of psychological definitions of what a midlife crisis is. Yeah. Well, like there's some that says, like, what are the signs of a midlife crisis? What are the signs? <laughs> uh, neglect of personal hygiene. Wow. Ooh, that's not me. Uh, basically clear and abrupt change in behavior um this is an emotional crisis though not not a midlife midlife but i think you know some of them might have dramatic changes in sleep habits weight gain or loss pronounced changes in mood withdrawal from a usual routine or relationships i think this is the beginning of it um, because see, this is more like they're, they're going over like midlife crisis to depression. I, I think what we're talking is like just major. Here we go. This a midlife crisis is a transition, uh, transition of identity and self-confidence that can occur in middle aged individuals, typically 45 to 65 years old. So just it's a transition of identity and self-confidence, which I'm in it. Yeah. (laughs) And I think so. Here's some of the occurrences. Midlife crisis can last between three to five years in men and two to five years in women. Uh, Midlife crisis could be caused by aging itself or aging in combination with changes, problems or regrets over work or career, spousal relationships, uh, lack of them. Uh, maturing of your children aging or death of parents and physical changes associated with aging so a lot of these things are the the beginning of those these are combinations of things that happen to you that that set off your midlife crisis okay. let's see i still don't feel um, like i'm going through all that but I, yeah i mean I just think that, look, I think the beginning of that is it. It's a transition of identity and self-confidence that occurs in people of a certain age. Yeah. And and again, some of these things, well, I mean, I think in your case, the combination of changes in your relationship, this is that's what's spawning this. 
your career your career isn't but you know we talked about this because it's changed so much because of covid and and i think that covid might have of kicked off a lot of people's midlife crises Mm. whether you were 45 or younger yeah you know what i mean because i think a lot of people saw covid um as a as a death certificate where you know we look at it now where shit the cdc says if you have it you don't even have to quarantine anymore yeah what's different now nothing (laughs) (laughs) but that's again that's another show as well Mm -hmm. um so i i just think that that maybe that these two things have kind of set off your your change that's it I don't think it's a midlife crisis, even though that's what many like to call what's happening. But I don't think that it's like this horrible thing. I I see it more of a blossoming of things for Mm -hmm. me. It's just it's something new and and change sometimes is good. Well, you know, what's funny is for as long as I've been alive, I do things that most people would tell me not to do um, forever and ever and ever. I remember when I was going to take in my daughter who's adopted, people in my life told me, don't freaking do it. Like, don't do it. Don't do it. It's going to be bad. There's going to be all these other issues going on. And I didn't pay attention. I just did it. Or um, when I was going to go back to school at like 40, everybody was like, you're going to go back to school at 40? I'm like, why not? It sounds like a good idea. So I did it. Or Mm -hmm. it could be when I decided to go to beauty school and not be a college student anymore. And everybody was like, are you sure you should do this? And I'm like, why wouldn't I? Why, Why not take a chance? Why not do something that's not expected? Shouldn't that be okay? It should be okay. And so I did these things. Now, did I regret a lot of things I did? Hell yes. There are so many things that if I had to think about it again, like, would you do it again? Oh, no. No, I learned my lesson the first time. But if I didn't learn my lesson, I'd I'd keep repeating it. So I kind of like the fact that I did it. Mm -hmm. I I think that's all of us. Um, Look, I, I had to... I had to continue doing these things because in my head or in my heart, they were the right things to do. Yes. And they're all learning experiences, um, whether good or bad, they're, they're learning experiences. And, and I've, I've learned from pretty much all these things that I've done. Um, and I'm sure that I'm going to continue to do crazy shit and, and someone's going to be like, man, I, why are you doing this? It's like, eh, why not? Because you should. Again, I've said this on multiple podcasts. I don't want to be on my deathbed going, I wish I would have done that. I would rather be on my deathbed going, that really wasn't a good idea, but damn, was that fun. Mm-hmm. I'd rather be that person. I'm okay with that. I'm I'm okay with playing the odds. I don't even pay attention. Right? No, but, but that, I think that's with everything, right? There's mm-hmm. odds of something. There's odds of failure and there's odds of good things happening generally the failure is smaller if you're taking the leap sometimes you just got to take the leap it's yeah. it's okay i mean you'll you'll find your way along the road at some point 
you know, hopefully you're putting yourself in a position where the road is wide open and there's less failure in the in the way but sometimes there's there's fucking speed bumps and they rattle your car a little bit and then the next thing you know you're an open road <laughs> and you're yeah and and I think I think it's well worth it um I don't think it's a midlife crisis for you it's it's just there's a fork in the road for you there's a That's what big this is. fork in the road yeah, but but I think it, it, you know it's not a three pronger. You got four prongs or five prongs that you can do whatever you want because nothing is holding you back now. There's nothing. You have nothing slowing you down. It's like I said, if you want to pick up your shit and move to Greece. pick a place, Greece is a little different because it's another country. <laughs> but I mean, you could. I mean, there's, let's say there's you some thought to- there. I'm thinking about if. <laughs> I'm thinking about when the divorce is final, maybe going there for a month or an indefinite month, like go for sure for a month, check it all Mm -hmm. out and then see if I want to stay or if I want to come home. There's definitely got to be some of that going on so I could figure out what the hell I'm going to do. I think there's nothing wrong with that. Go and and again, say exactly four weeks. Just go. I'm going to go for a month. Mm -hmm. Let's see what's going on. And like I told you over there, it's different anyway. Because there's trains that run to all these different countries. Yeah. You can go to Greece and then get on a train and go to France. And it takes mm-hmm. hours to get there. Germany, Poland, you know. Switzerland, you can go, Amsterdam. Switzerland, Amsterdam, England. Mm-hmm. And just so you know, with England, not to freak you out, but you know you go under the English Channel, right? Yeah, I think I'll pass on England. It's never been uh, somewhere I wanted to go anyway. I Like Ireland? Ooh, I'd love to go to Ireland. Ireland, maybe. But... Hey. And I, think and I don't like the water and I'd and I'd still go underneath the English Channel to mm. get to I plan on going to Ireland. That's my big. That's my thing. I, I want to go to Ireland. Mm-hmm. I want to go to Scotland and I want to go to Ireland. Those you are my two. Definitely England, do it then. I want to I want to do the back roads of England because the, the few people that I know that are English say to kind of stay away from London now. It's overly expensive and there's really, yeah. no, you know, eh. But England itself is still a beautiful country. So, but yeah, go to Greece. Take some time. Um, you know, I'll get a, I'll get a guest. Uh, I'll get a guest. No kid, I will still be able to dial up in, even if it's four in the afternoon, six in the morning, three in the middle of the night. I don't if, care. I'm if, still gonna if, do the if podcast. If you go to Greece, if you go to Greece, you're taking some time off. You're gonna be on the beach doing your shit. We'll, we'll get yeah, a guest I co-host. I think I'm going to need to be a little bit grounded. So meeting on a podcast once a week, I, I can manage. Yeah. Or we do them all well, before I go. And then. Yeah. Go or, or if all if all else, uh, else fails, we can we can ask Lexi to do one from the Reaper report and we'll, we'll do some kind of. I think of, our, our listeners might like her more than me. I don't know if I can handle that. <laughs> I, I think I think you'll be okay. She's she's a sweetheart, but you know, she she even said something to me about us, you know, like that that she likes our our camaraderie. And I said, well, we've known each other for way too fucking long. Yeah. It's just, so it's much easier. She's good. Um, oh, speaking of that, um, let's see. 
I meant to talk to you about it off the air. I will. Um, we we are going to be recording her show on a Sunday. Oh, at the end of this month. Okay. Yeah, she she told me, but I'll I'll tell you the details off, so I don't want to spoil it. But we're going to be on her show as well. Nice. We're going to be on so, the Reaper Report. Yeah, podcast. pretty cool. I like that. Yeah, she told me the day, and and she's like, "Hey, can we do it this date?" And I'm like, "Yeah, we'll make it work." So. But yeah, so hopefully everyone enjoyed hers that that came out a few weeks ago. So oh my gosh, she was great. She's a she's a fun girl who is really into to uh, true crime. So, and 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 I think that the idea that we talked about for her show should be pretty interesting as well. So good. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> well. Uh, we're at 50 minutes, which is well over our, our generally time for just us talking. Yeah, it's time for us to wrap it up. Would you would you like to say anything about your midlife crisis? If it's a midlife crisis, <laughs> I say bring it because it's time for change. Um, I don't feel like it's a crisis. The crisis is I just don't know what I'm going to do yet, but that's all internal, not external. I'm still taking care of business on the outside, so... And I don't know, maybe we need to shake things up a little more than we do in life. Then nothing's going to be a crisis. It's just going to be life. Correct. No crisis, not at all. Just a lot of, yeah. Do it, do it. Being people, being happy. A couple of applause here and there. I, I think there's a lot to be said about that. And you're, it's, it's going to, it's going to hit you quicker than you think. Yeah. The time, but, um. I think it's good. I think it's good for all of us. And uh, the few people I know that have made these big decisions in life so far, they're doing pretty good. And they've they've uh, kind of floated to the top, even with the, the small speed dumps they had. Yeah. Well, so. we all know I don't half-ass anything. It's going to be a, a huge thing when I do it. And uh, I think I'll do just fine like I do with everything else. I find a way. I agree. I, and, you know, like you're sort of like me. I think it's jump in feet first. Why test the water? Yeah, no, that's not you know, my personality. My, my thing is, I know it's cold. Just jump in. Yeah. That's all you can do. It's all the same. Uh, so you can hear us on uh, Apple and Spotify and Amazon, Google, iHeartRadio. You can check our social medias on the Facebook, uh, sometimes Twitter. When I get a hair in my ass always Ew. on Instagram <laughs> and then uh, also if you look at the show notes has our email please email us we're looking for show ideas and guests to come on yes, and please. chat with us about their opinion on certain subjects you can actually bring the subject with you and me and teeners over there will do our best to jump on I mean for goodness sakes we had somebody on that talks about true crime and murders and we jumped right on in that's right so Besides that, uh, yeah, this is Opinion Show, so don't get it twisted. Have fun. Come back every Wednesday, and uh, if you're having a midlife crisis, jump in feet first. Yay. All right, team. We will uh, see you in a week, and uh, yeah, have fun. See you later. Have a good night. All right. Oh.